Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, our Lord continues sharing with His disciples concerning future events. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 21 as we study False Christ. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we give thanks to you for your glorious prophecies. Amazing things, Father, that only you know, that you declare to us before they occur. Father, this is one of the evidences of the truth of your word, the validity of it. And Father, we thank you for this confirmation. But Father, we thank you for the faith with or without these confirmations, faith in you and faith in Christ that results in the forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life. Now open our hearts and minds to the truths of your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's pick up from our last study in Luke chapter 21, verse 7. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said to them, Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. So the Lord Jesus had previously shared with his disciples that the temple would be destroyed. And so as a result of this, they asked him this question, when will these things be? What signs will there be for these things to take place? Jesus begins answering their question with a warning. Take heed, pay attention, that you be not deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be tricked into thinking that what you see is true. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, I am Christ. And the time has drawn near, the time is here. Therefore, do not go after them. There's the warning. He tells them, do not follow false Christ. There will be many people who come, he says, who will try to deceive people. There will be deceptions. In Matthew's gospel, he says that these deceptions will be so convincing that the elect could even be deceived if they were allowed to go on for a long time. So he warns his apostles, these individuals who are with him, don't be deceived. The language here seems to be that he's not talking to us, or he's not talking to future Christians, but he's talking to these apostles, these individuals about their lifetime. And later on in this passage, we see some of that as well. That doesn't mean that false Christs only show up during this time period, during the lifetime of many of these apostles. Many prophecies in Scripture have a local fulfillment and a distant fulfillment. There's a duality in their meaning. In other words, these things could apply right now as well as in the future. I believe many of these things that Jesus is sharing with his apostles do just that. They're going to have a near fulfillment and a distant fulfillment. And so he says, do not be deceived. They're going to come with false messages. Do not go after them. In verse 9, but when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. Don't be deceived. 
do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. There are going to be many things that might look like signs, that might look like the end of time is coming upon us. Do not be terrified. And we know, looking back over the last 2,000 years of history, that during the early first century after Jesus' death, there were many horrific things that took place. And there have been many horrific things, natural and man-made, that have taken place since. This prophecy has been fulfilled in Jesus' day and ours. The persecutions that were experienced in the first century after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection are almost incomprehensible that people could do those kinds of things to other people simply because of their faith. And yet we've seen World War I, World War II, the Nazi wars, the Christian wars. We've seen the atomic bomb. We've seen all kinds of catastrophic things. He tells them, don't be deceived by false Christ and do not be terrified. Now that's a thought with all of these things that are coming about. Wars, commotions, horrific things. Don't be terrified for these things must come to pass first, but the end is not yet. It doesn't come immediately. Then in verse 10, we're told this. He said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. So he's talking about wars. In Matthew's gospel, he says wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes, famines, pestilences. There are going to be man-made catastrophes and disasters. And there are going to be natural catastrophes and disasters. And there are also going to be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. So we have man-made things, we have natural disasters, and we have what appears to be supernatural disasters, fearful sights, and great signs from heaven. I don't know how many of these things were fulfilled early on in history and in the time right after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Many people think that these things are only going to take place in the end times, in the future yet. And yet we know that nations have risen against nation and kingdom against kingdoms. There have been wars and rumors of wars. We know there have been great earthquakes. There have been famines and pestilences. And there are going to continue to be. Is he talking about there are going to be things on an unprecedented level? Such things like in the Great Tribulation? That's what many people believe. But from this context, he's talking to his disciples and those who are listening. And it sounds like he's warning them about things that are going to happen in their lifetime. And again, yes, these things are going to happen in the future beyond us, and they have happened in the past. What Jesus is telling them is to pay attention. Don't follow false Christ. Don't be terrified. And don't be surprised when all of these horrible things come. Because when Jesus returns and when the end happens, it will be crystal clear. That's what we're going to see later on. And we need to think. We need to stop. We can get caught up in the prophecies, and we can be. We can be caught up in these words, but we need to hear the most important things Jesus says. Do not be deceived. We have many false preachers out there, many people who are out there to make a dollar, many people who are out there doing whatever they can just to get rich and famous. We need to not be deceived. We need to test the spirits to see whether they are of God, according to 1 John. 
We need to judge by the fruit those individuals who are prophesying and who are teaching and who are declaring truths. We do not need to be deceived, nor do we need to be terrified with viruses, with threats of war, with economic distress. We do not need to be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. These things are the beginnings of the things that lead to the return of Jesus Christ. And we should say, along with the Apostle John, who says this at the end of the book of Revelation, even so, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We should want Jesus to return. But these things have to take place. History has to run its course before the end comes, before Jesus returns. So we're not to be deceived, we're not to be terrified, and we are to be discerning. We're to know the truth of God's word. We're not to speculate. We're to discern and put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to put our faith in him for salvation and forgiveness of sins first, primarily. And then we need to put our faith in him and follow and obey him day by day. That's where our joy and our peace come from. Our hope is not in the things of this world. Our hope is in the promise of eternal life, all of those things that come with the kingdom of God when it comes in literally, not just in our hearts, but literally. Are you looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to that. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these passages and the words that are to follow in our next several studies. Help us to be discerning and wise. Help us to remember that Jesus is sharing these things with his disciples as he's moving day by day closer to the cross. That should give emphasis to these things in our hearts and minds. He's warning and teaching his disciples about things that are going to happen after he has ascended into heaven. Father, give us wisdom. Help us not to be deceived. Help us not to be terrified. Help us to be discerning. We ask this in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.